This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. All right, so we we are both now three and three, or three and zero. Oh, sorry, um, Missouri. That's the next game. Going to be September twenty fourth. Last year, Missouri went six and seven. Uh, they started to kind of get their groove back a little bit better than they had previous seasons. Um, it's still kind of interesting to me to just think back to. It's been so long since we played Missouri. I mean, it's been so long, and I, like this is so weird. We're in the same conference, and yet we don't play Missouri. But every what eight, ten years, like that doesn't yeah. feel like a conference at that point. Like the last time I think we played them was SEC Championship, where you got matched up against them. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, we don't play. Yeah, we haven't played Florida in a while. Well, we did that in 2019, I guess. Never mind. Um, yeah, it is okay. kind of weird and. Um, I, I, I'll gladly swap them out for Georgia on the oh, yeah. East. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and that's that, probably – something like that's probably coming. When Oklahoma and Texas join us, I think it's going to be a little more, uh, you know, sw- uh, swapping around. It's going to have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I want, I, I'll be curious, and this is a different conversation for a different day. I'll, I'm, I'll be curious to see if they go more geographic because obviously Missouri is way in the West, but they're on the SEC East. So, yeah. Yeah. Side note for another day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so <laughs> this is uh, a, kind of an interesting Missouri offense because they were very good against kind of the average teams. So their offense was scoring points, you know, making big plays. But as soon as they got a good opponent, nothing. Like they floundered on offense. Um, they they are bringing back, I, I believe they're bringing back the same quarterback um and he yeah so we'll, we'll just kind of have to see how that goes um they're running back um he i mean he was kind of like their probably their main piece that they're really really good at last year but then you kind of factor in their offensive line not so great they're definitely a work in progress and you know it's kind of like auburn situation and you're thinking if you can't open up a hole even the best running backs can't do a whole lot so Will be kind of interesting to see in the first few games how Missouri's offense looks, um, and we'll probably reevaluate. You know, once we get up to the Missouri week, you know what we think about this game. But as of now, I'm feeling pretty darn good about it, considering Missouri's defense was second worst defense in the SEC. So I feel pretty. You know, if we have any kind of semblance of an offense, we should be able to move the ball on them and. Missouri's defense is terrible. Like one of the worst at stopping the run. They average or allowed 5.3 yards per carry last year. So imagine, you know, Tank Bigsby averaging five yards a carry. I think we win that game <laughs> Oh yeah, pretty easily. So I'll get my score prediction. I think Auburn's going to win this game pretty easily. Now it's Missouri. It's an SEC team, but I, I, I just don't see Missouri – in Jordan Hare making, you know, I don't know, coming and beating us in, in Auburn. I just don't see it. So I think Auburn's going to win by 17 points. And I think that's a good, like, I think, I feel like we could do it, especially if our offense is going because we can attack their run, run defense a lot and just probably run the ball a lot, which sounds to be like, that's kind of our, our MO this year for, for offense. So Jared, what are you kind of feeling about this Missouri game? You know, right you know sitting right between the Penn State and the LSU game 
uh, flashbacks of like Tennessee 2018, I think, because I, I don't know. I just, you know, any SEC game can, anybody can win, right? Because I think at that point, Tennessee had not won in a long, long time in the SEC. We were the better oh, team. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, it was just bad. So, you know, I want to be real confident about it, and I am. I mean, my score is going to show that, but, um, you know, you never know. It's SEC, conference plays a little weird. I don't know why there's a difference there. But um, I, I think it's 31-14, but, and some people might be like, well, that's pretty confident. And it is, but, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, like, you know, blow out in hand the whole game. I think eventually it becomes that. So, um, yeah, 31-14 is, is my thought on it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much right in line with what I'm thinking. And even if you look at ESPN's predictor, they're saying Auburn wins 85% of the time kind of through their uh, you know, predictive modeling. So it'll be kind of interesting – yeah, at that point in our season, is Missouri peaking, or you know where where's Auburn's offense at that moment? Because I think those those that's going to be kind of you know, how how I determine do we end up winning by a lot that game. All right, next game we've got LSU. We are playing them October first. Um, I'm kind of hoping for an evening game on that one. Uh, the time hasn't been announced, but I just feel like LSU games. As long as we're not in Baton Rouge, I want it to be a night game. Like I just feel like there's a cool ambiance about it and gives us a that edge over LSU. Um this is Brian Kelly's, you know, the previous Notre Dame head coach, his first year of coaching LSU. You know, I just think back to Jared, you know, one of the first press conferences Brian Kelly had, um, where or one of the first time he was just talking with people, and you could hear like the Cajun accent coming out, and you're like what the heck? Like he doesn't have a Cajun accent, but he was, I guess, trying to like fit in or something down at LSU. You're like, dude, seriously, you're trying a little too hard here. <laughs> There's a guy who does uh, a great Saban impression. He went on to work at Barstool, and I don't think he does anymore. But he does videos, and he does a great uh, uh, duo video of them all the time, where he'll have Brian Kelly trying to be like, "Well, I declare," you know, saying Southern <laughs> stuff. Uh, and he's not from the South. Yep. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, he, he gave a speech at a basketball halftime or rally, and it was it was bad. Was oh, like, yes. Dude, you're not – yeah, you're not from the South. Like, it, <laughs> it sounded really bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's coming in. The thing about Kelly – now, listen, uh, I would have taken Brian Kelly probably over Harson because he's proven at a higher level. But the thing about Kelly is he's never really had a ton of success against SEC teams. And if you watch his Notre Dame teams play, they weren't, like, super flashy. They just, in the end, kind of outmanned and wore down their opponent. Mm. I don't know if you can do that in the – well, he's going to have LSU talent, right? But I just don't know if his philosophy is going to be – it's going to wow any teams or surprise any teams. So, yeah. Because um, I, I look super at – super scared. I look at Brian Kelly as, you know – a pretty proven winner, at least at Notre Dame. Like he knows what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the piece that I'm like, okay, I, I have a feeling he can make you know something happen at LSU. But will you know, like you mentioned, will kind of his personality and the way he coaches match up with what LSU needs? If Ed Orgeron and Les Miles can win a championship at LSU, anybody <laughs> can. So um, true. So, yeah, I mean, it, that piece is scary, right? But So, if you're saying who scares you more at LSU, Lane Kiffin or 
Brian Kelly, to me it would be Lane Kiffin because the talent he could get there, his offense would be ridiculous. Oh, yes. Brian Kelly just doesn't scare me as a, oh, there's no way to slow down this team. No, you um, have a you make a great point. Like I I don't I don't look at a Brian Kelly uh, offense and be like, "Oh wow, this dude's going to, you know, do some crazy stuff." But if you you put a, you know, somebody like a Lane Kevin, he can make a three-star wide receiver into a five-star by the end of his career. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but um, I mean, I think we win that game. Uh, ESPN's got us predicted to win it. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to put it I'm going to put us uh Let's see, 17-10. I'll go 17-10 on that one. Really? Pretty low scoring on that one? Yeah, it usually is low scoring in that game. For what, you know, defense, A lot of defensive talent. Um, yeah. There's not a ton of high-scoring LSU-Auburn games that I can recall, especially not in Jordan-Hare. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm going with that. How about you? I'm feeling that we're going to win. Uh, I would love to see a win because then we would be 5-0 and at this point. I think we can do it. And I think there's a um, a legitimate chance just because it is a first-year head coach. He's bringing in his whole system. And honestly, LSU lost a lot. They lost a lot of talent. Now, LSU is one of those teams that just they get the whole state of LSU, you know, Louisiana to come to LSU. So, you know, they rebuild pretty quickly. But there's definitely some, some questions marked, especially around, like, the quarterbacks. Like, they, they – I think – their whole season will kind of crux on who their quarterback's going to be and if their quarterback's successful. Again, we both have them uh, winning, so we're both still 5-0, and and then we go to Georgia. So uh, in Athens, October 8th, this is going to be, as always, a very tough matchup. Uh, you had Georgia already preseason, ranked number three. Um, this is going to be Auburn's probably their first ranked opponent. Um, and I mean, just think about, you know, all of, you know, Georgia, the state of Georgia, if you're a Georgia fan, you're like, we just got to keep, you know, going to national championships. And they're, as long as they keep their focus and beat Auburn, they're going to, they're going to be headed towards that direction. And so that's, that's kind of my concern. They're going to have a you know laser focus on this is going to be a t- team that could beat us in Athens. We're not going to let it happen. Um, so that, that's just kind of how I'm thinking Georgia's going to be at that point. So, all right, Jared, what are you kind of feeling for this Georgia game being in Athens? You know, <laughs> it, there's a, you know, you both you and I living in Georgia, I felt like there's a lot of mixed emotions about it, especially now with them, you know, winning the national championship last year. It's just like, like, I don't want it to happen again. I really don't. Yeah. It's hard for me to spend a lot of time on this game because I don't think we win it. So um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I think that we, I uh, think we lose thirty-one twenty-one. Um, you know, uh, and honestly, us scoring twenty-one <laughs> against Georgia would probably be sign of improvement. Uh, we've struggled offensively against them for a while, so um, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, I think we lose thirty-one twenty-one up there. Yeah, I have a, I have a very similar feeling. I mean, we just haven't shown that we we can even hang with them, at least not yet. Um, and I don't know if a year of players developing and getting better is enough to you know get better enough to win that so i'm kind of in the same boat i think this is our first loss we're gonna probably lose pretty similar you know probably by 10 points somewhere around there if auburn puts up 21 points jared i'm gonna be excited but i think it's probably gonna be like 14 17 points somewhere around there that auburn scores so yeah i agree uh 
a couple other things just, you know, with Georgia while we're on this topic, you know, Stetson Bennett, uh, he's, he's going to be a senior this year. And isn't it crazy? Like, just to think like a guy that was a walk on, you know, won the job over, you know, top ranked JT Daniels out of high, out of high school. And now JT Daniels has gone to West Virginia and, you know, now Stetson Bennett has another chance to come win another national championship. And you got to think that's on everybody's mind. You know, we've done it in the past. We can do it again. The only pieces they really need to replace are the running backs. And that's about it. And, and those guys, just the way Georgia kind of produces running backs, I don't think they're going to have any issues with that. So, Yeah, pretty sure Georgia has like two or three five-star quarterbacks on their team right now. And Stetson Bennett's this going to be the starter. I mean, Stetson Bennett was the one that broke their, you know, 40-year curse. So yeah, the thing about Georgia is it's what you aspire to be, to be honest with you, because they, they, most teams rely, even Bama last year, relied on quarterback to be good. And that's not typical for Bama, but they needed the quarterback to be good. Georgia probably could have rolled anybody out there. Just don't screw it up. They were so yeah. solid on D and solid on the offensive line um that you know and, and Bennett did went above and beyond that he had some some good throws you know and key points but essentially just don't screw it up they don't have to have great quarterback play to be good and that is very very rare most college football teams have to have great quarterback play to be good oh I agree and, and you know what's honestly very impressive to me is Stetson at key moments has been that yeah for Georgia been, he, yeah, he's had he's had moments of being really good, but you know he's not. You know, there's still you would still if you're starting a team right now would would pick many many more quarterbacks in the country over him. Absolutely, uh, but at Georgia, it fit it works. Right. Well, and it, it, you kind of think back to like the you know Alabamas of the world. Like there were so many Alabama quarterbacks that were just you know the game manager. And guess what? Bama still won national championships until you got you know the Tua's and the Mac Jones of the world. And you know, they made it work. Um, so, you know, Georgia's yeah, I, kind of proven that again. Yeah, I mean, even Clemson, you know, and their – Bama and Georgia are really the only ones I can think of in recent history. I mean, even Clemson relied on, you know, Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson or, you know, you needed almost superhuman quarterback play um, to to get over that hump. Um, but, yeah, Bama and Georgia have been able to do it in Pat. Now, last year, Bryce Young – I think it's Bryce Young. That's his name. Yeah, but he's what mm-hmm. made Bama what they were because they weren't as solid at other places. But, anyways, um, yep, that's my thought on it. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to Ole Miss. So, we've got um, an away game at Ole Miss. And this one, honestly, I think I mentioned this already. I, this one, honestly, scares me a good bit. Um, a little bit more than I maybe should. Um, Ole Miss right now, preseason ranked number 21. I, I just think Lane Kiffin, uh, he's going to have something you know cooking for us because we've had some like very interesting games where we where we've beaten them, and I, I don't know like I just have a feeling he he might have something. I, I think the big question mark in my mind is their quarterback, um, kind of how that plays out because Matt Corral um, left for the NFL, and yeah you know, they got to kind of figure out what that looks like because. For a Lane Kiffin offense, you gotta you gotta have a pretty decent quarterback, at least somebody you can throw the ball around a good bit. So, yeah, I think Auburn is. We could win this one. Um, we could go shock Ole Miss, but I honestly don't think it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm gonna honestly predict that we're gonna lose by seven points. It's probably gonna be 
a little bit higher, like a 24-31 type game. Uh, but, yeah, I I just don't see us, you know, beating Ole Miss right now. Maybe come the game, I'm going to be super hyped and probably will be. <laughs> But this is this is one I I'm already just saying yeah we're 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 gonna lose this one so Jared what's your thoughts on the Ole Miss game I'm gonna flip the score 31-24 Auburn I, Ole Miss is good Lane Kiffin's good uh, but he had a, he had one of the best quarterbacks they've had at Ole Miss ever last year um, and they still you know we got a big that was another thing well we held them off but man we were a big on them um, you know we and we just didn't score in the second half and still beat them <laughs> so. Um, we've gone down there. I feel like we've gone down there and faced potentially more dangerous Ole Miss offenses. They've had good offense. They've had ridiculous receivers hmm, there for yes. like 10 years in a row. Yeah. And we've gone down there and every year still handled it and won. I think, um, you know, last year what got them over that hump of being 10 and three was the D coordinator that they had there kind of figured some things out and they started actually playing good defense. They hadn't done that in a while. Yeah. He's gone now. He went to Texas A&M. So I think they're probably going to be more back to typical Ole Miss defense. I mean, even Kiffin said that when they lost him. He, he talked about <laughs> what a big loss that was. So I think, you know, they're going to have a good offense, no doubt, but can they stop the run? I just don't think – listen, I know people are mad at Auburn and they're recruiting, okay, and you should be because we're not where we need to be. But we're still ahead of – so if you're going to use that same philosophy with Georgia and Bama against us and A&M, you can use the same philosophy against Auburn, against Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, right? Like we are, we're in between those two groups. We're ahead of the Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Still, even with all the turmoil, mm-hmm. so we should have better players. We should go in there and be able to get the job done, um, and I think we will. Yeah, I, I I can see it happening that way. Just for some reason, right now, I just can't convince myself. I don't and blame I'm, you. And I'm I, trying to lose, think. We could go lose ahead. ten games. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. literally could see us going nine and three or three and nine. But, <sighs> I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, it's I think Auburn. It, it's it's so <laughs> Auburn, man. Um, man, what a, what a time! I mean, yeah. all the craziness to happen, and and you're just like, hey, this this could you know bring this team together, or it could crumble them. And you're like, that's that's a weird like how Auburn of that like just the extremes. All right, so after Ole Miss, we get a bye week, and uh, that'll be real nice. Um, you know, it'll be after seven games. Uh, at this point, I think Jared, do you have us? Uh, what is that? Six and one, I think. Is that right? Yeah, national championship one? aspirations. <laughs> oh man, I I'm just thinking back to you know last year when it was November, and we were like. Yeah, if we went out, we could go to the SEC championship. Like, there's a way we can do it. And you're like, the odds of this. Like, even I was trying to, like, convince myself, yeah, it can happen. Odds of it, very slim, but you never know. Um, yeah, I just, so I'm just trying to, like, temper my expectations a little bit. <laughs> so that's why I think I'm at 5-2 and two now. Because I'm, like, losing to Georgia, probably Ole Miss. It's honestly not that bad. It's really not. No, no from the overall perspective of the season – as I've said, if we if we take care of home, take care of our home games, uh, we'll be all right. And you still got us doing that so far. Now, you may not in a moment. We'll find out. Yeah, we will see. All right, so after the bye week, we have Arkansas. Um, and this will be at home. Um, Arkansas was a team last year that kind of, you know, I think, over-exceeded some of their expectations. They went 9-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in the SEC. 
uh, Sam Pittman, he's not the flashiest guy. He's not, you know, his offenses and defenses aren't going to be the craziest, but they got the job done. And that's impressive to me for a guy, you know, it's not the big name head coach that's, you know, doing this at Arkansas. It's Sam Pittman. Like it's Sam Pittman. So I think this will be really interesting to kind of see, do they, you know, continue with this trend of you know, potentially having a great season, like a nine and four season at Arkansas, or do they kind of fall back into what I think of a more normal Arkansas team of like a six and six, maybe seven and five type season? Where do they, they kind of land in that? So I think that's yet to be seen. I'm leaning right now towards they, they start falling back, but it, it was really impressive last year to kind of see that culture that, that Arkansas was bringing and, and, everybody on the Arkansas team bought into it and they made, made some crazy good wins last season that I honestly didn't think that they could do. So Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on Arkansas as a team and you know how Auburn matches up against them? Uh, you know, I tend to lean more towards them falling back down to reality. It, it's every, we do this with every, everything in society. We weren't predicting Arkansas to be great, so they had a pretty good season. So now we think they're great. Yeah. It's like it's like no, I mean they were still four and four in the SEC. That's yeah, not was, great. Yeah, them being better than you thought does not mean they're going to go on to be great, right? Now it could be that, but here's the reality with them. Okay, so they benefited last year from what I think I'm hoping we do this year. They had several players on the defensive side, especially come back for they used the COVID exclude and they came back. They had people that could have gone uh, left and didn't. So they had a lot of senior leadership there, right? Mm-hmm. Just solid guys that have been around a long time. We got the same thing this year now with a lot of our players. So those people are gone. They've even had some tur- – I mean, they've had they've had like two or three players transfer in the past two weeks. Whoa. Um, yeah, That's crazy like, right before like the season. Like a receiver, defensive player for sure. I know those two guys did. So what's going on there? These guys transferred in from the portal, and they have left, which means they probably got to sit. So they were willing to leave to sit out. So I don't know what's going on there. I will say this. Sam Pittman is a great example of hiring good coordinators. He's got uh, Kendall Bryles. I don't know. It's, it's Art Bryles' son. And uh, regardless of what you think of the Bryles family, they're, they're smart at football. So he's got him on the offensive side. He went and got the former Missouri head coach on the defensive side who was a defensive genius. So they do have good coordinators. I just think, again, if you're going to use the same argument about us being behind other people in talent, Arkansas is behind us. Mm-hmm. It's at home. I think we win the ball game. Yeah. I have a feeling we win, too. And I was just thinking back, um, you know, how Gus had it, has his, you know, had his way with Arkansas. Like, he just wanted to absolutely demolish Arkansas. And Gus kind of had, you know, a super great record right after a bye week. So you combine both of those things. If Gus Malzahn was, you know, are still our head coach and we're playing Arkansas right after a bye week like we are, I think we win by 50. <laughs> like, legitimately. Like, yeah, I think we right. win by 50. You're probably right. Now, this is Brian Harson. He doesn't have it out for Arkansas. He just wants to win. And I think it'll be still a win. But not fifty points. I think it'll be closer, like ten to fourteen. So I'll, I'll, my official will be ten, ten points. I think we'll beat them by. So, Jerry, 30, what are you feeling? Thirty-five, twenty-one. Thirty-five, twenty-one. Got it. Yes, sir. 
Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. We both have us winning, so that gets us on to the next game, which is Mississippi State. So this one is in Sark Vegas, you know, with all the Klinga Klingas over there, <laughs> uh, all those cowbells. So not the greatest. Um, every time I've gone, I think I've gone three times now to Mississippi State, I've come out of Starkville with a headache. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, I really don't. I think it's those cowbells. Like, how how do people that go to those games really, like, how do they not get headaches? Do they put earplugs in or something? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't. It's... Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I've never been. So don't plan on going either. Yeah. It's it's way out in the middle of nowhere, and unless you're planning on going to the middle of nowhere, why would you go to nowhere? Like, <laughs> that's very philosophical. That's like a that's a TED talk. AJ. <laughs> you're all you're, you're mixing TED talk with a podcast. Good, good. Yeah, I love some good philosophy. So, um, last year Mississippi State under Mike Leach uh, went Let's seven and six. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the game. Never mind. Carry on the game that we blew. <laughs> all right, I'll let you. I'll let you finish. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that one. So, I think we're gonna skip over that. I'm um, kidding with you. <laughs> um, but Mike Leach, we all know him. He's the pirate. He's the you know we're gonna throw the ball a billion million times. And guess what? He's got a third year quarterback in Will Rogers. And Will Rogers, you know, I have to give him some credit. He improved, and so did Mississippi State's offense last year. Now. The, the kind of the problem with Will Rogers was he loved the short to intermediate routes. There wasn't a whole lot of deep ball threats. And that's, you know, something that they're going to have to work on um, because that, that's how you win football games in the modern day. Um, so kind of see how that plays out with them. But I, I look for their offense to probably improve a little bit more um, this year. Defense was pretty Solid. They ended up finishing 30th um, on the season, and uh, as far as you know, college football uh, defenses go, so I they'll probably be pretty decent. And with a just think about this, Jared. Like if Mississippi State 
is a competent, if they have a competent defense and they get any kind of traction going on their offense, that's a recipe for a 9-10 win season for them. I, I could see that happening. And that's pretty impressive. Uh, but if they can't get both of those pieces, a good defense and their offense, you know, scoring a lot of points, you're probably going to see kind of this average of like a seven and six season again um, happening for them. Right now, ESPN predicts uh, Mississippi State winning, uh, or actually, yeah, Mississippi State winning uh, 53% of the time. So I think this is kind of going to be a toss up. It's going to be, you know, who's, who's a little bit, you know, feeling better. Um, <laughs> but I I think all three times I've gone to Mississippi State, Auburn has lost. So I think I've I've vowed to never go to start. Stop going. Stop going. <laughs> so, good ta- as you have already said, it's in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and you don't go to the middle of nowhere. Exactly. And um, yeah, we're not winning. So save your money. Yes, I will save my money and my tank of gas to get over there. Y- yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. But I still think this is one. So this is kind of one of the toss-ups in my mind. I think we could lose this game. Now, is it our hardest game? No, but we could lose it just because it's in Starkville. And I, I don't know why. I just have a bad feeling. Maybe it's my past history of us always losing it, feeling like we lose in Mississippi at Mississippi State. But I think we lose by three points. That's my official prediction. I hate it. You're hurting, but, you're hurting me, AJ. You're uh, hurting me. Sorry. Hey, man. Uh, the reality is, uh, we could lose any game. Yeah. So, yeah. We um, could we I, could lose to you know Morehead State if we played them. It's yeah. possible. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to justify my fandom and uh, always positive nature, at least before season start, because I'm going to pick us to win. If I had to justify it, um, we got up what twenty eight to I don't know twenty eight to seven oh, yes. last year or twenty eight ten. And um, same old story. Got up on a team and and could not find a way to keep you know pushing forward. I, I'm hoping we figure that out. And I would be highly surprised if Schmetting lets uh, this will be a game he circles. Mm, um, yep. They are not going to let that quarterback do the exact same thing he did last year. So really, if you take that away, if you take away just the just the total meltdown on Auburn's defense, we blow them out last year. Um, and, you know, the the games we've lost at State, there, there's there been some just bonehead. I mean, there was a play where um, Jarrett Stidham just flat out overthrew Slayton, who was oh, yeah. literally wide open. Like, nobody, like, I mean, there was like, there's nobody even on the field. Mm. And it's a play like that that kept us from winning the game. So, they're solid. They are solid. They're always good on D. They have a good D line. Um, you never know with Leach, but I just feel like, I think we're going to circle that game, man. And I don't think Mississippi State is is better than us talent wise. We're going no. to circle the game. I think we win. Um, I'm going to probably go. Um, I just don't think they're going to be able to stop us. Really, at least maybe running the ball. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 31-17. Love it. So we we win by two touchdowns. You're you're going to say we win? In, yeah. Stark Vegas? Why not? Wow. Absolutely. Okay. I don't, See, like, have, I don't have any coffee on this one, AJ. I'll say whatever. 51 <laughs> 17. I'm kidding. Well, we, maybe we should make some bets. We'll see, yeah. we'll see. Let's I'm don't. Like... Let's don't. Let me say <laughs> dumb things and not have any ramifications. <laughs> Love it. Um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we are moving into Texas A&M. This will be our uh, 10th game of the season. November 
12th. Uh, right now, Texas A&M preseason is ranked number six. Um, Texas A&M has been killing it on the recruiting trail. Um, and, uh, I just can't help but think, you know, all that Texas money is finally starting to pay off. It's like... Uh, yeah, I don't know if the former presidents have been killing it on the recruiting trail for them. <laughs> all, all the ones on the dollar bills and $100 bills. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, something's going on down there. They are definitely landing big-time recruits. Yeah. And, you know, that that was kind of the off-season, you know, Jimbo Fisher versus Saban fight. Yeah, don't thing. tell Jimbo that, right? Uh, don't <laughs> tell him that any of that's going on because he will fight you. Yeah, literally, probably. He just looks like a dude that could brawl. He looks like somebody that always wants to fight somebody, and I right? don't know that he would win the fight. Right. But he's always, he's always like, ready to what what'd you say he's always ready to attack and i'm like chill out man uh, no, not a big jimbo fan yeah me either i think ever since him hiding Jameis winston you know all the chaos that went on with him stealing stuff and whatever yeah it's just like a slimy dude like i i if he's ever considered to be a head coach at all or even an assistant coach i'm gonna be like nope I, I don't even want him. I think he's super overrated. He won a championship. I get that, right? But, I, like, they're an 8-4 and four team. Jimbo's – I mean, yeah. I will be surprised. I could be proven wrong, right? Uh, I, I mean, I, my whole thing has always been I feel like Texas teams are – they have the potential to win the championship, and yet they have not. And yeah, do the it. last, and, like, what – when was the last time even University of Texas won something? And like yeah, Texas A and M has been has had that capability. Think about like, you know, the crazy Johnny Manziel times, and they couldn't even get an SEC championship. Like, isn't that crazy? They've never been. They've never yeah. even been to Atlanta. Not for right. that reason. And I could be proven totally wrong, but I I would love to see Jimbo's Florida State record outside of having Jameis Winston because I I feel like it got pretty bad, and that's why he left. Yeah, and now the program is. The program's been oh my really God. bad with the players he left there. So, I don't know. I just – not a – I don't – hey, he beat Saban last year. Good for <laughs> him. I can't believe he was the first uh, former assistant to do that. But Yeah. Uh, and to do it with, with Calzada, who at the did, time was really – I mean, he wasn't even the starting quarterback. I mean, they had see? a they had a different guy that was starting. And then because of an injury, you know, Calzada ends up coming in and you know, plays and – beats 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 bama it's crazy so, somebody pointed this out and I, if we are any good this year which means we can have fun with stuff uh, they said that uh, our third string quarterback beat bama last year ah. i thought that was pretty good that needs to be a t-shirt if we're any good going into that game love it I, i'll make that t-shirt i'll i'll sell it our third string quarterback beat bama <laughs> that's awesome um but at this point you know texas a&m they kind of have their a little quarterback battles thing going on because they're Haynes King, who was, you know, they're supposed to be the quarterback last year, got injured pretty early. Zach Calzada comes in, we know the whole story. And then Calzada's, you know, transferred over to us at Auburn. And, uh, another thing kind of going against Texas A&M, their leading rusher, Isaiah Spiller went to the NFL. Um, they do have a good quarterback or running back right behind them. Uh, uh, Devon a chain, which I remember him, uh, being a decent name last year. So I feel like he can step up, but they're going to have to, especially in the past game, they are not good at passing the ball down the field. If they want to have success, they're going to have to do that. Um, 
So another kind of thing about their defense. So uh, they lost a lot of their stars off the defensive line. So there's going to have some you know, pretty big holes at that point. Um, now, will guys step into those, you know, by the 10th game of the season? It, there's a good chance of that, but they're not going to be the veterans that have played on and on and on and played a long time with them. So that'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, how good is their defense um, and how Auburn actually matches up to him um, at that point in the season. Right now, ESPN has Auburn winning that game. It's again, in Jordan hair. Um, we win that game 61% of the time. I do kind of feel like that's a little odd that we're predicted to beat a team that's number six in the preseason poll at home versus, you know, going to Mississippi state and we're predicted to lose that game. They're, they're not ranked. Isn't that kind of a little weird? Yeah. I mean, it goes to analytics versus, you know, headlines and people buy into headlines and look, to be honest, even if A&M, they have the number one recruiting class, but very few of those players are going to impact this year. Right. Yeah. Um, Haynes King, he did get named starter, I think, uh, this weekend, but this past weekend, but I mean, he was injured two games in, so he missed all that learning. Um, and I don't even know the guy. Maybe he was a stud coming out of high school, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the, here's, I'm saying all this, I'm going to tell you, I, I can't, I'm at a point now where I got us going 10 and two and that's not going to happen. So I, I got us <laughs> losing to A&M. I think we lose to A&M. I mean, we got to lose something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hate it. I do not like Jimbo. I would rather lose to Mississippi state, but I got us losing this one probably by six points. I would absolutely hate that just yep, because, I mean, that's one I, I, if I was a coach, I'd be like circling this guys. We are preparing for this game. Because guess what? Odds are you're probably not beating Georgia or Bama. Yep, yep. you're probably not. I so, got us having losing something, though. I don't think we go 10-2, and two, and people probably think I'm crazy. It's pretty obvious now. We got two more games. I got us no going 9-3, and three, so that's already crazy enough. But I think you're – like, I, I tend to lean towards, yeah, in an isolated bubble, if you put each of these games kind of by themselves, I think we could win most games. I think the ones that we probably don't win, Georgia, Bama, and – maybe A&M there's a chance of it or even you know like I mentioned you know Starkville you know, going down to Mississippi State you, you kind of just it's a behind the eight ball type thing I feel like when you go to Starkville so I think worst case I think worst case um and ESPN even says A&M but worst case I think it's it's at, at least a 50-50 chance on most of the games we play Georgia mm-hmm. and Bama it's not 50-50 it's gonna take some big time luck Oh, yeah. A&M talent-wise is going to take a look, but it's at home. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, reality is last year it was 50-50 on a lot of them, and it all broke our against us, and that just doesn't typically happen. That's super weird. ESPN said that never happens, the projected amount we were supposed to win after the game was, you know, third quarter and beyond. It's just, it was weird. And yeah. if it happens again, that's who Harson is as a coach, and you are probably going to have to move on. But I just don't see that happening again. Not every one of them falling against us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You, there were so many things that I feel like so close, like so close to winning last year. You know, it, it easily, we could have easily had like an eight and four season and we didn't. I mean, and, it, and if Bo doesn't go down, we, we easily do have an eight and four season. In my right. Mind. I think and so. I don't too. even think that highly of Bo. That's super talented, but I, I just, yeah, I think if your starter and quarterback does not go down, I think we easily go eight and four. 
Yeah. And then you're viewing the season a lot different. Now, Absolutely. that's on the head coach to prepare for yeah, you know, not, the, the, yeah. you know, those chances where the key player does get injured. But at the same time, like, yeah, in an ideal world, that's that's how, that's what happens. Bottom line is there are no excuses in this business. There's too much money. There's too much at stake. There's no excuses in this business. Yeah. But really, if you back away and pull the curtain back, there is a little bit of excuse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to find a way to win anyways. The great coaches do. Right. But there were reasons that it fell off a little bit. Yeah. So my official Texas A&M prediction is Auburn wins this one by three. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So. Exciting. We move on into Western Kentucky right before we go to Tuscaloosa. So this will be a heel up game. You know, the classic. All right, let's give ourselves a little bit of a breather. I could honestly even see maybe seeing, you know, a Robbie Ashford, a Calzada, maybe even Holden Gariner. If we haven't, you know, if we're sure he's not going to burn his red shirt, go for it. Like, this is the game to do it. You know, get some good, you know, actual game reps with him in there. So pretty cool there. Um, Western Kentucky has done very well. Uh, they were 9-5. and five. I think they were at the top of their conference. I don't know if they ended up winning it. But it kind of shows you, like, in their conference, they were a pretty good team last year. So... Despite all that, I still think we win. ESPN predicts us winning 88% of the time, and I'm going to predict very similarly. I think Auburn wins by 28 points, and uh, I think we do it maybe even with our second or third string. So that would be kind of cool. Um, if this were last year, I would be a little more worried. Uh, Western Kentucky lost their offense coordinator who slings it all over the place to Texas Tech, I believe. So he's gone now. In fact, there were rumors we were looking at him after Austin Davis debacle. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, Austin more, Davis was on staff? Yeah, for a moment, I believe. Like, <laughs> don't blink. He's gone. There um, he is, and he's gone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, last year a little more scary. I think their quarterback was just even compared to, like, Joe Burrow and stats and stuff. But uh, this year, they don't scare me. I mean, I you know, at the end of the day, if Auburn can't beat Western Kentucky at home, we got bigger issues than we might. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, score-wise, I don't even know. I, I got us winning by 35. 35. Love it. I think it's pretty reasonable. At that point in the season, we should have our offense going and maybe even give some guys some rest. All right, so we move on into the Iron Bowl. Uh, in Tuscaloosa, this is one we all look forward to. Um, Bama last season went 13-2, and 7-1 in the SEC. Um we all know Saban. Saban's a little wishy-washy when it comes to, you know, new rules and stuff. And, you know, the NIL stuff we've already talked about, you know, him not liking it and then, you know, adapting. You know, Saban's one of the best at, like, complaining about it. You know, think about the no huddle stuff, you know, back in the day. He was like, oh, I hate this. This is, a, you know, bad for the sport. And then he starts doing it. Well, he said it was player safety, so he either <laughs> – was lying or no longer cares about his players because they run that now. So I don't know. He had uh, somebody needs to ask him that. Right. I, if I was a reporter, I would definitely ask him. So um, well, he'd but, yell at you, but yeah, you <laughs> could ask him. I, I I'll take the blunt or the brunt of him yelling at me to get my question out, and that's fine. Um. So yeah, just think back to last year. You know, we were so close. It was again one of those close games where we could have beat Bama. It literally took four overtimes for Bama to finally put us away. I mean, and it took, you know, Bryce Young, you know, driving 90 yards, 90 plus yards down the field on the last minute of the game for Bama to even 
go to overtime. Isn't that crazy? Like, we could have beat them. And, well, it took holding Derek Hall in the oh, end yeah, zone, gosh, which uh, would have been a safety uh, also. But uh, that's that's a uh, – also, it took a uh, – just a the silliest of silly holding call. You know, I forgot we we threw a uh, dump out to Jarquez and oh my, late in the yep. third, and he went like forty yards, which that could have been huge. And they call holding or something that was not yeah. there. It was um, not there. So um, you know, I yeah, I my you know, I hope Camden Brown does not go off in this game because Saban will probably request that. Um, True freshmen cannot play in robbery games. That'll be the rule next year. <laughs> probably. So. That's probably going to be it. He's going to have something against us. I feel like every year there's like that one thing. Wasn't it like, uh, was it 2019 where Bo's freshman year where we, uh, you know, the time is about to run out and then yeah. at halftime and then we kick a field goal and he's like, uh, what? Are you kidding me? And then he like gets the rule change and you're yeah, like, save so- it. Really? Yeah, so in 2017, or 2013, he wanted a second back on. Yeah. So they could kick a field goal, and, and, and then now he's, you know, saying you can't, yeah. So, so wishy-washy. Like, he's so wishy-washy, you know? Like, well, what the he's, heck? He's very calculated. He he appears to be, you know, like he called Jimbo out, and then, you know, and people got started questioning Saban, and, and he was, <laughs> oh, he had like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, you did. You, yeah. Your exact words were. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> getting a little feisty. I probably need to go ahead and give my score prediction. Yeah, give me your score prediction for the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we win it. I, I, I'm going to say we lose it probably by 13. Okay. It's just hard to win up there. They're, as much as I do not like them, they are very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very similar. I mean, I just don't see it. Now, could we pull out a cam back or something? Yeah, but I don't I – don't, I mean, maybe TJ is our cam. But I, I just don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't. Is. You never know. I mean, it, it could happen. It, it can happen. I mean, I, I don't. The thing about Auburn is, um, and people say, why do they have so much success? They're just lucky. I mean, they're yeah, there's some luck, but we're so close in these games to where luck matters, right? The thing about Auburn is they really do not fear Alabama. Yeah. The players don't. Now, fans no. do. But the players, are like, they re- they're one of the few teams that thinks we can beat y'all. Yeah, and that's why we have such good success against them. We don't have that against Georgia. We got that monkey on our back. But Bama, we go into that game literally thinking our players think they can win the ball game. Yeah, and, and I think you have to come into that like you're not scared. And you know, that, I feel like that's kind of you know been a big benefit for us. So I think we could uh, we could do it. It's just a huge uphill to to yeah, battle. Yeah, I, I don't predict it obviously, but I mean, I don't. We're not scared. Most teams are already beaten before they say hut against Bama, yeah. and Auburn is not. Yeah. I'm going to officially predict that we lose by 10 to Bama. I think that brings me to, if I did my calculations right, 8 and 5, which I think that would be to bowl me. Game. Are you thinking we lose bowl oh, games yeah, as well? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's not surprising. So 8 and 4. I don't count bowls anymore because so many people sit out and it's <sighs> yeah. just, I just, you know, I know weird... that it's easy to say, well, you, of course you don't count them. Y'all lose them. Well, huh? I don't really even, if we won them, I wouldn't. I mean, it's just it means it means less and less every year to me. Yeah, until they you know put it together, which I know they had proposed at some point, like expanding it to like a sixteen team, where like really that that gets you sixteen teams in there, or something like that. It's gonna be tough, like for a teams to really justify you know putting a ton of effort. Yeah, you got coaches and players will say it matters and whatever. It's a business trip. 
let's be honest. They just come for the trip, for the fun. They don't, they don't care. <laughs> I mean, McCaffrey was, you know, he made headlines a few years back when he set out the bowl game, and he was one of the first to start that trend for yep. NFL reasons. And now I almost think you're dumb if you don't sit out. Yeah. I was super impressed with, well, was it Derek Brown in there? I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys Yeah, yeah, Derek Brown and Marlon. Played. I'm like, why are you playing? I mean, I, I, I'm cringing every time they're in a play. I'm like, don't get hurt, you know? Right. There there have definitely been some Auburn players that have played that, you know, like Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson that were first and second round draft picks. And you're like, uh, guys, I know you love this team and all. Like, I respect it. I, I respect the heck out of it, but like I don't want you doing it because you've given us enough. This bowl game means nothing. Right. Now playoffs, and it's going to start coming. You're going to see it in playoffs too. But for right now, people are playing in the bowl games that quote unquote matter. But um, you know, it doesn't take long. Um, th- there'll be a player that'll sit out of that one too because uh, so much money, and um, you know that'll become the norm. But yeah, anyways, yeah. I'm rambling. I say nine and three overall. Yeah. I think nine and three in the like like what we've talked about kind of in the isolated world of each game is by themselves very doable um but we all know the chaos of the the season it's just you just don't know it, it's about to get real crazy and i'm i'm here for it i i'm here for it as an auburn fan for all the highs and lows and ready to take it in um getting my get you, you know fantasol get your fans at all ready fans-a-tall, whatever it's called yeah <laughs> That's the SEC short video, if nobody's seen it, oh, about man. Auburn fans at all. It's a pill we take as fans. Um, yep. Go, go watch the video. <laughs> I'm going to probably re- bring that back. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it's coming back. It's it's a uh, it's a roller coaster ride as an Auburn fan, and that's uh, what makes it awesome and frustrating. Yep, absolutely. And I think we're all kind of here for it. I mean, I was just talking to an Auburn fan this weekend. They were like, yeah, we just you know lost our athletic director. It's not going to be a great season. But we all know, come first game, we're going to think we're winning a national championship. And you're like, yep, I'm going to be right there with them. <laughs> yep. And yep, until the first punt. I'm like, oh, we're going to be great. And then we punt against Mercer. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. That's, that's, how, I, that's how I do things. <laughs> up and down, up and down. So, All right, Jared, any other final thoughts about uh, this season coming into the 2022 season? How, how are you feeling? Like, feeling pretty good? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, as we went through each game, I'm like, I think we win that game. So, you know, I don't know. I, I really have no idea what to think. I, I've never been this wide of a range. I, I would not. If you told me we're going to go 5-7 and seven or 10-2, and two, I could find an argument for both. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, man, what a weird world we live in. Yep. As all fans, at least. All right, yep. Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.